Ooh, Carmen, what you reading? I be hearing you on that little podcast and stuff, girl. What's up, y'all? We're back again. I'm Carmen Wong. I am the host of What You Read in the Podcast series, as well as the curator of What You Read in Booklist series. Please follow us on Instagram at What You Read in the Series. We have made sure for National Poetry Month that we will keep writing and keep sharing. And so we have partnered with Jordan Honeyboo's Fragilosophy to conduct the form poem a day challenge so if you have written any form poem within the last 30 days please tag us we'd love to share your work tag book stacks tag what you're reading we love to get that out there and form this community digitally while we're still inside i'm back again to share some amazing poets some amazing friends some skillful writers with you today thank y'all for tuning in let's get into it So hello, everyone. My name is Toy. I go by TWA. I am an artist, so I make music, I rap, I sing, and I also do poetry. was a poet first. My Instagram handle is Toy, T-O-I, Whitney, W-H-I-T-N-E-Y, and A-N-N. You can follow me there. I will be releasing an EP in a very short amount of time, so make sure y'all stay tuned. I also have a tutoring company. It's named Talented Tutoring. So if you know anyone who needs some tutoring, our children need to be enriched in its time, please send them over to me. You can find me on Instagram with my tutoring page, Talented Tutoring. Oh, and I am from New Orleans. Been born and raised in Louisiana. Uh, I've lived all pretty much over the South region of Louisiana. And um, yeah, so I'm repping hard. All right, here we go. So the first poem I'm gonna do is called Poet's Prayer. It's one I was in my feelings. And um, yeah. Sprinting past my problems like a runaway bride. See my reflection still, I ask who am I? The reply is who are you? Making claims to spit this truth, but do you soak up all this wisdom or let it fade like sun do? Cause I've been wandering. Broken compasses and promises, withered like the flowers did, recovering from abandonment. Caught up in this movie, I'm just wondering where the channels went. The synergy I'm channeling, got my antenna steady rambling. Seeking answers like money, all these problems I'm panhandling. Got me on the edge, but this ain't rapper's delight. The heart of Floyd, yet this weather got me under. I'm surrendering fights, and I'm just praying for what's more out of life. I hope you hear me, John. Answer the night. I need your advice. Okay, so that was my first one. All right, so the next one is uh, I was going through a a breakup and um, yeah, I was just really down, really sad about it and uh, in my head about a lot of different things, worrying about how I would be perceived by others. And um, yeah, so I just kind of wrote this and it's untitled. Glancing at the withered petals strewn about the floor, embodying the life and moments I could live no more. Silence of the broken clocks unbearable to hold. A heart is not as clay, nor I a potter that can mold. Hide and seek with memories lane, a battle much too common. Still common folk place judgment like their truth has been forgotten. 
tarnished names like window panes dry up with tears and rain through hurricanes and wicked shame your light it still remains okay so this is one that i wrote it was kind of like a freestyle and um it's more of rap so um it will go a little quicker i'll try to make sure i'm clear though See, nothing that you lose has been a loss. Been paying for mistakes in time, the only thing it costs. But lessons learned don't have a price despite the pain evolved. Give this life, y'all, fall short but stand tall. See, even Trump can't build a wall to keep us from the promise. Looking at the future, but my name ain't Nostradamus. The blessings we receive and if we catch a Michael Thomas. But the best of us do fumble when we live in like we timeless. So I know we all ain't never really been a saint. Still is about effort in your fate. You know, it's never been too late. I know the pain you can't escape, but in the end, it only make you. We might bend, but it don't break us, though. Y'all won't leave us or forsake us, so. Keep your faith up in your maker, your eyes up on your paper, your spirit level greater, and prayed up for your haters. And I know the game, but ain't no player. I then threw that jersey down the stairs. I put my trust up in the air, put my faith up in a prayer. Is it time in my spirit? Heard Lil John scream, yeah, yeah. Just give it time, let it build like layers. Just give it time, marinate like flavor. And get this cash round the clock, no flavor. You got nexus, your turn like tables. Jehovah be the plug, give us vision like give us vision like cable. Wisdom be the water to your soil, no fable. Yeah. All right. And so um this next piece is a very short piece. And um I wrote it when I was trying to uplift myself. You remind me of the trees, rooted firmly in the earth, the soil, your skin, the seeds, your kin, tears, the oceans that kiss the clouds. Let them sprinkle down, my child, God whispered, for those tears have formed the Nile. And though branches may break due to storms and quakes and winds that Harlem shake, you still dance to the rhythm of turmoil. You sway through the night and give birth with sunlight. For you, you are life. Let's see. All right. So there is one more I'm going to do. And this one is... One that I wrote, I was feeling some way about being single, and um, I was—I just wanted to write something that showed the different emotions that I experienced being alone um, and desiring for more, and trying to figure out the root of why did I feel so alone being alone, and. This is what I came up with. This one is the first one that's titled. <laughs> it's called Dichotomy, Spirit versus Self. Searching through the corridor for love that I shall have no more. Is this why I run stagnant? Settling for a fragment in the absence of the real thing. How could I ever yearn for bells to ring when my soul replies when lonely sings? Suppose I am dancing with destruction. 
For goodness sake, cries my other half. You know Jah's grace sustains. Behind those locks there's wisdom. You hold power in your mane. You must maintain it's clear and plain. Your purpose can't be vain. Preserve your crown and treasure jewels till worthy calls your name. Yet, sparring flesh and spirit, I resort to fear it. The first sight of love I'd seen, I vowed to not go near it. I shun to keep the past so close, been losing my religion. They say don't need a man, but yet my heart feels something's missing. Still must know when single feels like solitude is prison. The most high knows when time is right with eloquent precision. Let bygones be with wind, meanwhile you wed yourself to vision. And feel the love within, because you don't have to ask permission. All right. Thank you so much for this opportunity, Carmen. Keep being great, doing the great things that you are doing. I appreciate being a part of this podcast. And well wishes to everyone. Everyone who she has included has been phenomenal. And I appreciate the opportunity to be working alongside of you all virtually. So thank you so much, Carmen. What's up, everybody? My name is Angel C. Dye, and I am a poet and a researcher of literature. I'm currently in my first year of the English PhD program at Rutgers University, but I'm a proud Howard University alumna. And I also had the wonderful opportunity of completing a Master of Fine Arts in Creative Writing and Poetry at the University of Kentucky between 2017 and 2019. I'm really just a lover of poetry, a lover of literature, a lover of the arts, and I'm so honored to be here today sharing a few poems with you all. Um, I have some work out in the world. I do have an anthology that I edited and compiled during my time at Howard called Love Letters to Our Daughters, um, a collection of womanly affirmations. It's um, just a beautiful um, compilation of visual art poems, encouraging words, letters, um, as you might imagine, and you can find that on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, and I hope that you will check it out. It's It's been such an encouragement to me, even just revisiting it. Um, I also have some poetry in various journals. You can find some of my work in About Place Journal, The Perian Journal, African Voices Magazine, and most recently, Blue Mountain Review and the Tahoma Literary Review. So today I'm going to be sharing three poems. They're very recent. Um, so this is a first glance. Um, the first time that I've shared these with anyone. April is National Poetry Writing Month. And so I've been doing a little bit of writing, reflecting, especially during this time of quarantine, when all of us are kind of recalibrating and thinking about what our priorities are and kind of shifting them. So here are some poems and um, I hope that you enjoy them. Oh, last thing, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at BLKGRL Poet, Black Girl Poet, no A, no I. I'd love to follow you and uh, share more of my, my work with you there. This first piece is called, You Will Come. Spring brings a deadly virus and quarantine and I mask myself making a second trip to the store anyway. The soft, stuffed bunny I saw yesterday beckons me. I say otherwise, but I need it. Something warm, something new, something hopeful I'll keep for you. Lavish all my love on lavender, lily, 
until you come. Cradle her at night and dream of when my arms will know your chub, a cherub. My belly has barely known butterflies. What will it make of a baby? But I believe that you will come to me ready and fresh as dew on morning green. And we, we will be Melody and Madonna, whisper and sweet, a breeze pushing petals into poetry. This means somebody will love me even before you and I meet. Someone will be the strike of lightning breaking open the bark of my heart and come in to nest. Together, we'll gather twigs and branches, seal sod with kiss and caress, settle in for storm rains and sunsets. Then one morning, we will wake to a new thump in our chests. I'll be there, bearing the stuffed bunny my baby had to have, snuggling you both to my breast. This next piece is called Rental Property. If my feelings are hurt, and spoiler alert, they are, they always are, then I hurt them. Cutting keys for duplicates, moving in new tenants to occupy my heart's address. If it isn't love, why does it hurt so bad? Slumlord that I am, the unit wasn't renovated when you arrived. We dive headfirst into new leases here, lest we lose prospects to other properties. This complex respects the urgency of the moving process, doesn't stall approvals while applicants wait outside with their bags on the steps. If it isn't love, why does it hurt so bad? I, me, we are always so glad when someone settles in. We want you to feel at home. Some bulbs were changed, some screws tightened, new carpet laid at your request, but the paint peel, ceiling stain, and wall cracks, nobody is coming to fix that. If it isn't love, why does it hurt so bad? That poem is in a form that you might recognize called The Bop, and uh, the lyrics that I refer to there are obviously from a very, very popular new edition song. This last piece is called Best bet. I will never be loved by anyone the way I was loved by you. And maybe that's for the best, because it was beautiful, but it was also a mess. Cardiac arrest, too much stress, and not enough deep breaths. I was obsessed with the idea that I was blessed with the chance to be loved like this, and I was correct. But this love kept its foot on my neck, had me crying and begging, but also showed me more than I could have ever expected. It's over, and I've been a wreck. I mean, really in distress. I gave too much and accepted much less. Never stood firm and let my standards relax. Chose to cave in instead of saying it with my chest, even after all the hurt. I want to say, no regrets. But it's a lie, and I'm weak about these parts, so I'll just say, I said yes. Yes to a new thing, a box I wasn't looking to check. I gave my fears a makeover and clothed my confidence best dressed. I did what felt right in the beginning, not knowing that every day wouldn't feel like that first yes. I stayed and loved and let love climb up next to me and take its rest. This wasn't a failure. I passed the test to see if I could allow myself to just be what I wanted to be for a second. I aced it even when my eyes were wet. I raised the stakes on myself, put my money on the table, and I won this bet. 
One last thing, I do run a small business that I love. It's a little passion project of mine. It's called Eden's Glow. I make candles um, that I hand scent. I mix all of the waxes and scents and things myself in my kitchen. Um, it's a labor of love. But if you're interested in checking out some of my products, you can find us on Instagram at E-D-E-N-S-G-L-O-W, Eden's Glow, or on my website, edensglow.bigcartel.com. Thank you so much. What's up, y'all? I'm Swiss. Um, my stage name is So Says Swiss. You can follow me on on Twitter at SwissThePoet underscore and on Instagram at So Says Swiss underscore underscore. So Says Swiss underscore underscore. Um, and I have been writing for a long time um, since I can remember being able to hold a pencil or pen or crayon. I've been writing. Um, but I specifically remember writing around eight years old because uh, I would stuff poems under my mom's pillow or in my grandma's shoe or just they'll put them just random places and have my mom find them so she can read them. Um, and then I've been performing since about 13, 14. Um, and it's, it's my favorite thing to do. Like I love teaching. I'm getting my, my master's right now um, in you know, creative writing or the concentration in poetry. Um, that's how Carmen and I know each other. And um, I love, you know, I love teaching as well, but but poetry and performing and music, um, that is like what really fuels my soul. And so what you'll probably hear in my work um, is a lot of sound play, uh, a lot of um, alliteration, things like that, because I'm very big into how things sound. Um, and I hope that you can hear the melody and the music in, in my words as well. Um, and so the main thing that I just want anyone who is listening to my work to get is just something. I just want you to feel something. I just want something to be like, dang, I didn't think about it that way. Um, and I just want you to feel me. So I hope that whatever I give you today and whoever is listening, um, you feel me. The first poem is called All the Things. All the things. I am crashing fire and blazing wave. I am sun stripping wax wings. I am wings waxed and wary of brightness. I am lower than pauper. I am higher than highness. I am throne room royalty. I am the throne's favorite content. I am content, contented in its common. I am universal reach with very local focus. I am locomotive, my motive to keep the local going. I am hoeing, no need for explanation. Okay, I am hoeing, pretty face and ugly truth excavating. I ain't explanating a damn thing cause even my made up words do they damn thing. I am freedom ringing. I am cool water and cooler shade when the sun is beaming. I am the reason the sun is beaming. And if you fuck with me, I am slow singing and flower bringing. You seeing your funeral coming from wherever you stand. I am the man, the woman, the child and fam. I am whatever you say I am, but I am exactly what I say. Um, this is a poem I found um, that I wrote about four, three or four years ago when I was like in the thick of a very dark place. Um, 
and I just like it because of the transformative energy that I can feel through it. Uh, I don't think it helped me or it wasn't fully turning over at the time, but here we are. Um, and I hope that it's helped. I very rarely finish poems. Too afraid of what that completion might mean. Too blind to see the new beginnings huddled in the hoodies, coaxing endings. I'm trying, I'm trying to swallow this watermelon. Wonder if my throat will constrict enough to release those seeds. Wonder if those seeds will grow something bigger than me in me, these clouds under my brow. Sure, sure do provide enough water. But maybe I just ran out of light. Or maybe light just ran out of me. I know I can't expect to be rainbow without downpour being a regular. But what am I without my refractionary light? Just heavy particles in an overburdened air. I rarely finish poems. Maybe I... And this is my poem another poem called The Try. Uh, this, I wrote it for, I'm from Jersey, so I wrote it for all my birds in Jersey and New York. Um, and it's called The Try for the Birds in New York and <clears throat> New Jerusalem after Alameda Street by Douglas Kearney. We North girls walk on guard, talk so hard like rocks and glocks glued to our scowls, but still got God dreams and sunlight behind like an eclipse. We all know the best shit is worth some hiding. We North girls protect our cliques, detect bullshit better than Vincent and Stabler. We don't take orders, we make orders and got all you need on some bodega shit. <laughs> Corner store if you ain't hip cause we all know the South don't corner the market on feet and souls. We North girls rock big hoops, cock and straight shoot with barrettes in our hair and barrettas for tongues and mow by the van load, trained to go and fully automatic. Cause we'll all take aggressive over submission. We North girls shake both hips, take no shit, broken toilets, blood is boiling, though the streets is cold, the block is hot and heavy with melody, every corner playing out, I rock. We all stay ready for war, cause we from it. We, North girls, kick game, diss lames, stay dreaming and scheming while Graham's got the hot comb on the good eye, searching for the dead, ends to clip. Cause we all know death is a luxury. This is a poem um, that I actually wrote for class. It's like a, a ballad stanza. I ain't know nothing about a ballad stanza until I wrote it for class, but I like this shit, and I like the way it sounds. So here you go. This poem is called Why Miss Brady Never Liked Me. Nah, I ain't no history teacher. You got me there, Brady. But I've learned more about the past than taught for your degree. You say all the Panthers taught was hate, but we know that ain't true. They provided rehabs, jobs, and protected us against people like you. Oh, now you look offended, Brady. Is it because you ain't teach this? 
or cause the victor ain't supposed to be soiled. Revisionist history about a bitch. Don't worry, Miss Brady, I mean no harm. I know you ain't do it. But I know you ain't teach Horton or Hammond and damn sure not Boucher. Not Henson or Rustin or Wells Barnett, not even Baldwin or Lord. So don't claim to know American history when you just know yours. I'm, I'm uh, recently trans transitioning into doing music as well. Um, and it's been a crazy ride for me, but I'm, I'm falling in love with it more every day. Um, that just never really dawned on me to put the two together, poetry and music, both of them being such big loves in my life. So whatever. Um, <laughs> here goes this piece that I wrote today. I don't have a title for it. Uh. When I say your name, I sing of summer rains like Carl Thomas. Swore I'd never fall again. But you made me break that promise. Being with the woman who's the truth will always keep you honest. And sticking with the one who keeps your many melodies in check. Well, that's just pro-logic. We call this cosmic, it's kismet. The envy of every sun and every solar system. Houston, Houston, do you copy this transmission? Me and my baby on a mission of love. I wonder if the globe knows this metronome depends on you. I wonder if your ears know the singing wind. It blows for you like... <sighs> <laughs> Hey, whether it's a jazz band or a jazz man Sullivan, some assault in Sonic's on Garage Band. Hey, hey, I'm your biggest groupie. I'm your hypest hype man. And only thing standing between me and you is an ampersand. We might not make it back again, but if no one else can make it, baby, baby, we can. Hey, hey, baby, baby, we can. Hey, hey, baby, baby, we can. Yeah. And that's all I got. Thank y'all for listening. Thank you, Carmen, for this platform. Um, it is dope that we are, are finding places, especially in these dark times, to give off our light and give off what we do in this world and what we're called to do in this world, which is to to speak and to speak on our stories, what we're going through, um, and hopefully to plant a seed that will grow some change in this world so i appreciate this platform and for what you've done thank y'all for listening hi my name is gabrielle oliver i'm a mfa creative writing poetry student at the university of kentucky i have a two bachelor's degrees from howard and from kansai gaida university in japan i'm a linguist and I'm also published in the spring 2019 issue of A Gathering Together Literary Journal, which is online, so you can check them out at A Gathering Together Literary Journal if you just Google search it. Um, my socials on Twitter, it is at B, the number four, the preposition, so B for the preposition. And my IG is rabbi underscore G-A-B-B. E-Y-E. So for the first poem I'm going to share with you all is a poem called Call the Cutting. Um, it's a bit of a trigger warning. So, you know, if that bothers you, then um, definitely, you know, 
pay attention to that or um, take note of that. But it's a contrapuntal poem, and it's a form that I first discovered from Frank X. Walker, a great Afro-Latian poet from Kentucky. But it's a form created by Taihi Majes, who's done such great work with this form. So this one's called Call to Cutting. It starts with an epigraph by Zadie Smith. The truth is, the family is always an event of some violence. Slice yourself into sections, pieces, places where they divide you from humanity. The ghetto live and be breathing consciously with a knife on your throat, pressed to your skin in the fragments of pain, violent events that drain you of your own blood. And now I'll read it in columns in its other form since it is a contrapuntal. Slice yourself to pieces, you from the ghetto, and be breathing with a knife pressed to your skin in violent events, in sections, places where they divide humanity, live consciously on your throat, the fragments of pain that drain you of your own blood. This next poem is also a contrapuntal. So I guess I'm going to read these contrapuntals first. Um, this one is called Movie Making. It's about my ex. So I'm going to read it in columns and I'm going to read it in rows. And you'll get two different readings of this poem or two different voices. In a flash of confidence, you captured me. Mouth parted as if about to say something impertinent. Churlish, even. My call for space, though common in our ruffled sheet music, made sense. Told you, all sweet, nothing's rot. Your body wanted satisfaction with motion, pictures taken in my bedroom. And like that, our dynamic fell on a final bar line out of nowhere. And here it is in rows. In a flash of confidence, mouth parted as if impertinent, my call for space in our ruffled sheet music made all sweet nothings rot. Your satisfaction with motion in my bedroom in our dynamic fell on a final bar line. You captured me about to say something churlish, even though common sense told you nobody wanted pictures taken like that out of nowhere. So some of these next poems I'm going to read for you all are from a project I'm working on on my great-great-great-grandfather named Peter Oliver. And Peter Oliver has an interesting story. You know, he's not just like, you know, a relative of mine, um, but he is listed as one of the founders in North Carolina, founders of American pottery. But it's so interesting because he was an enslaved person for, you know, a majority of his life until he was about 38 years old. And um, the reason he became free was also very interesting. So the community, the church community that he was forced to be a part of as an enslaved person, 
was a German Christian community that required him to learn English and German fluently. So um, they're called the Moravians. And because of them, you know, Peter Oliver learned English and German, how to read and write it. Um, Peter, because of his skill in pottery, uh, was bought like seven or eight different times, which is very unusual for an enslaved person. Um, and the reason was because of his skill in pottery. So he ended up, uh, for one of his last times that he was, you know, repurchased, he ended up um, finding illegal documents related to his purchase, presented them to a court and jury, and gained his freedom. So he has a very interesting story. Basically, you know, here's this man in the middle of 1800, the year 1800. I think the day was June 13th. He walks in a courtroom with documents related to his, his illegal purchase, even at that time, within, you know, years of slavery. And he receives his freedom. So here's a poem about Peter Oliver that, I think is a good intro for my family and beginning to talk about him. It's called Story Seeding, Uprooting Peter Oliver. When I touched ground in Hardy, Virginia, I stood barefoot, dew slick sod and severed muddy earth with my body's roots, planted toes in the dirt, whiteness blind my eyes, I inhaled thick fog, past which could not be seen. So I combed my fingers through ratty roots, raked grass like hair, and pulled history lengths away from unmarked graves and into the field of my vision. After I rid my head of men, many dead locked up in black spirals out of control, I knew I would write Oliver's story into poems that stretched themselves back to converse with my ancestors and up again to all of his descendants. This is a poem called In 25 Years, and it's about the last 25 years of Peter Oliver's life and the approximately uh, 63 buildings that he was a part of building in the last uh, 25 years of his life. And these are what would eventually lead him to have a respiratory illness, you know, that would lead him to die. In 25 years, my body was contracted to lay brick and die for Salem Tavern's two and a half story buildings with gabled roofs set on a raised foundation, supported by square posts, accessed from the sidewalk by side facing stairs and occupied by President George Washington on his Southern tour in 1791. Gottlieb Schober's home town center post office law office and meeting rooms because he had purchased me from Mr. Blackburn Diwakau, horse of house of passage and house of figs for Africans I was not allowed to speak with. The Petri store for crafts and tools that had fallen apart in my hands. The bank of Stokes County 
for Episcopal men who sign their names in my book of architectural plans. The Stokes County Courthouse for men who would not have freed me while I was enslaved. Jessup's honeymoon cottage, warming room, outhouse, and three and a half story mill framed with timber heavy enough to bend my back in Mindzu house for Christina and the children. This next poem is an interesting one and it's called Free in 1810, which is the year that Peter Oliver um, gains his freedom. And it starts with a quote by him um, to the Moravian church in 1788. So this was years before he was freed. And it goes, I will agree to your terms, but you must give me a guarantee of security because the Bible commands it. Free in 1810 mean signing the conditions of your existence, closing your house to outside Negroes, informing the church of Negro conspiracies, paying rent mean hearing Salem officials say, you are not so poor as you always like to appear, mean breathing underground for clay, mean fishing for coins with your teeth, mean breaking the surface with dirt in your mouth, mean shaping bricks in the space of your jaw, mean spitting out buildings, mean wondering where your money is, mean carving pipe stems, two cents a piece, mean asking where your money is, mean using a reed you made to play the waiting game, mean coughing up blood, mean following up on where your money is, mean fighting the cost of living with bad lungs, mean paying rent with your life. And this last poem I'm going to share is called Revolution. And it's a dictionary poem. So I'm going to be defining the word revolution with some scenes and events from Peter Oliver's life and also a man named Sambo that he worked with. Revolution. From French, revolutus and Latin. Revolution, course of anything which returns to the point at which it began to move. In Salem, there is a revolution between Oliver and Peter. The scourge of the whip is a revolution repeated on Sambo's back. A revolution growing trees of runaway branches. Two, rotation in general, securing or returning motion. The turn of Oliver's wheel is a revolution spun into action by crankshaft and controlled pressure of slave masters. The turn of Oliver's wheel is a revolution followed by throwing clay people up into vessels of labor.
everyone. My name is Maya Eli. Um, in my writing, I go by Maya Angelique. I am a poet, creative, and writer based in Philadelphia, PA. Um, I began my writing journey when I was five years old, and I really started to hone my skills in my young adulthood. Um, I'm in the process of right now transforming and honing and reinventing my writing style and defining it by myself for myself. And I'm really grateful to be here. So today is um, two longer and then I have a short piece. So the first piece that I want to read and share with you all is recipe. And it is an ode to my mother and cooking as a love language. So here it goes, recipe. With the slow pour of oil always begins a story. Three cloves of garlic. Only a few strokes of the knife released an aroma seeping the air with her memories. The house became filled to the brim with salsa, reggae, gospel, and the soul of my mama. From the kitchen was the bliss of being brown-skinned lulling teen angst to sleep. One green pepper, one onion, crushed tomatoes, curry, coriander, crushed leaves. As a child, I knew about alchemy, of turmoils being transformed and sent to the heavens in exchange for some bomb-ass food. The quickest way to heal was sliced, diced, and stirred into a stew that felt fed generations of thankful hips who will carry on the same secrets. Pan-African palates swoon with peace as the mothers whitened their loads. And so the next piece that I want to share is one that I wrote, I believe, when I was 19, and it still reigns true today. So it's called An Open Letter to the Poem That Has Been Running Throughout My Lifetimes. So here it goes. I see you. You are full and lush and dark. You are everything, nothing and more. Your letters are heaving. Tired, tired, tired of racing through the labyrinth of my curls, through the equations and compounds of generations that made up this melanin and the winding roads of these curves. You've swam across rivers of red honey between my thighs, yet unlike the lining of my uterus, you never knew how to let go. Constantly running, yet howling to be found, to me, you have been a ghost. I've seen your shadow in other words and worlds. I tried to write you down, nailing each stroke of the pen to my notebook in attempts to crucify you because of the anguish that you have caused me. But before I can conceive you, you disappear and I dismiss you but I get it now. And unlike me, you knew how you wanted to be loved and you won't settle for less. You know exactly the way you want to be loved, cherished, stroked, honored, and made immortal unlike I knew how. Dear poem, I see you. I found you and there is nowhere you can hide. Be still. The last poem I would like to share is called First Quarter. Um, it's a shorter one but it's one that I have been working on and thinking about as I'm reflecting on this interesting time that we're having in the beginning of this year. So it's called First Quarter 
to represent the first four months of the year and how it's all panned out amidst this pandemic and the revelations that people are finding about themselves and the revelations that I'm finding about my own self. So this is it, Um, first quarter. Stand on the outskirts with me as the wave destroys all we knew before. Watch mutable mightiness in all of her glory. And for once, we may all be grateful for her cleansing. We watered our futures with our springtime tears, but darling, the water was here before us and saw it all. She knew the earth alone was a love worth fighting for. Thank you all so much for listening to me today on What You Reading, this series podcast by my girl, Carmen Wong. If you would like to follow me, my at name on Instagram is Maya is Angelique. That is M-A-Y-A-I-S-A-N-G-E-L-I-Q-U-E. You may also find me on Black Girl and Ohm. And you will also find me on a literary journal called Midnight and Indigo. It is Black Woman Ran edited, published, and it's a myriad of motherland goodness. (laughs) What's up, everyone? It's Carmen. You know I got to close out this episode sharing some of my own work. I'm going to thank all of our lovely poets today. Y'all so dope as hell. I'm happy to call you guys friends. I'm happy to share you with the world. You heard from some very oratory poets today, so I'm here to share just two of my poems that I've been working on. The first one is from the Bop form, which we heard earlier today. And so you'll hear a reoccurring line. I wrote this for my form poem challenge back two weeks ago or so. So all of these are developments. So I'm happy to share. This one is called What Will Happen Once Quarantine Is Over. You can check it out on what you read in the series on Instagram. By 2035, one in every person's at some point will have been infected by the virus from 2020. I'm not sure of these statistics, just that we are dying by the numbers. And even if we refuse to dig a grave of our own bodies, we will bereave at least one friend whose scent lives significantly in our memories. Cherry blossom lip balm, agave reeking of cutex death is a bloodbath carnage history of us slaughtered between the 28,000 times we blink a day someone dies unexpectedly grandmothers and then our sanities newborn siblings girlfriends inmates fathers left to dance their departure alone memories of past time become frightening then where once our skins were whole death is a bloodbath carnage history of us slaughtered begotten days when time felt full do you remember our africa is not your cure we are dying we are dying we are dying do you remember we are dying in the flesh no different than before death is a bloodbath carnage history of us slaughtered that was a lot of fun for me. That was the first time I ever wrote a bop. I was actually thinking about what post-COVID-19 would look like and what that would look like for us within the Black and of color community. This second poem is actually a poem that stems from my legacy, from my lineage in the Caribbean. I am a Guyanese-born poet. I grew up in New York City and now live in New Orleans. And if you know anything about these places, the diaspora is up and through here, both culturally and historically. 
lyrically. And so I want to begin with the instrumental, which I actually realized was created not by myself, but by a friend. I found it on YouTube who I went to high school with, and he is now a global soca sensation. So I hope you enjoy. I hear, I hear, I hear Pity Pan Ban play a favor in my ear, a gathering, a calling back home. I listen loudly, the jamish feeling, the beat shattering my body and making me whole again. A live woman breaks day with her waistline, poom poom in the sound, the welcoming, the vibration, celebration. No one can stop. I hear, I hear, I hear metals, metals, petals, petals, pedaling, ping pong, ping pong, pang, sing a song, sing a song sing song song the song pumps the chest my heart is soca 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 is the way of love i hear the metals up under our feet come play a song ping pang if soca is the song of life if soca is the song of life come play a song metals up under our feet i hear the way of love And it's a wrap. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you to all the artists who share their time and their talent and their energy with me. All of these podcasts are homemade. I I make them virtually inside my own bedroom, okay? They're coming to you live from their own households. And so I thank you so much for all your time and your commitment for everyone tuned in. If you're interested in being featured, please DM us at what you read in this series on Instagram. I'd love to have you on here. Please make sure that you're sharing this with everyone you know. We love to get the word out to spread these voices. Much love. Tune in next time. We got you.